Hey, what's up? We're going to take a one-week summer vacation here at Manufacturing Happy Hour. So today, we're going to talk all about industrial tourism. Welcome to Manufacturing Happy Hour, the podcast where we get real about the latest trends and technologies impacting modern manufacturers. Manufacturing Happy Hour. Each week, we interview industry experts that are at the top of their craft and give you the tools, tactics and strategies you need to take your career and your business to the next level. And now your host, Chris Lukey. Hey, what's up? It's good to have you here. It's summer vacation week here at Manufacturing Happy Hour, and I didn't really know what that meant originally. I thought I was just going to skip the week, do a quick episode, update you on what I've been up to. We're still going to do that here on the front end, but I think we've got a constructive quickie for you this week that you're still going to enjoy. So long story short, I just came back from a three-week trip going around Europe, seeing a lot of things, riding a lot of roller coasters, eating a lot of food, drinking a lot of beer. It was a wonderful break, and we have had so many episodes coming out during that time that I just needed a quick breather. But there is a ton of stuff coming up that I did want to give you a heads up on before we get going. This episode is obviously coming out in August 2022, which means fall and heavy conference season is right around the corner. And Manufacturing Happy Hour is going to be appearing at a lot of those. We got IMTS taking place on September 12th through 17th in Chicago. Lots of CNC, lots of robotics. It kind of covers the gamut. We're going to be there. On-Ramp Manufacturing Conference, on-ramp, like an on-ramp to a highway, that's taking place on October 3rd through 4th in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's going to be a really cool conference to network with smaller companies, investors, really looking forward to speaking and leading some talks at that event. And then finally, of course, you're going to continue to see plenty of content from the Association for Advancing Automation a3, by the way, their fall conference is the Autonomous Mobile Robots and Logistics Conference, as well as the Vision Show taking place in Boston on October 10th through 13th. So there's no shortage of stuff coming up, no shortage of opportunities to hang out with Manufacturing Happy Hour if you're in this industry. But one other thing I want to mention is that Manufacturing Happy Hour's YouTube channel is currently making a comeback. That's where the show originally started, short videos. Now it's a lot of the long-form podcasts as well as some of these short interviews we do at these conferences. But shame on me. I've been the one that's been lazy about updating it. But now that we have just such this tremendous backlog of content, you're going to be seeing a couple new videos there every week. So to get there very easily, go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash YouTube. But a series of two-minute-long announcements is not why you're here today for this show. I mentioned it at the start. We're going to talk about industrial tourism. Now, what is industrial tourism? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a term that I had made up on my own, but it turns out it's not. So I got to ask, like, first of all, who takes part in industrial tourism when they travel? Like, do you do it? Uh, you know, just simple stuff like pointing out the big Nissan factory as you're driving down the highway. So I'm just curious if anyone else is like me and does that. But like I said, I thought I made this up, but it turns out there are a lot of people that actually do this. And there's actually a full article about industrial tourism on Wikipedia. So if you want to learn more, just search for industrial tourism. That'll pop right up. 
or you can go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash industrial tourism where I'll have a bunch of resources with that you can check out there. Anyway, so what is industrial tourism? Well, the first thing it says is that it's nothing new. In fact, there's a high likelihood you actually did some industrial tourism yourself this past weekend by going to a brewery, going to a distillery in Kentucky, or like a cheese baking or wine tour in France if you happen to be overseas right now. You get the idea. But the first thing that popped into my head when I was thinking about industrial tourism was a place like Gasworks Park in Seattle, Washington. If you're not familiar with it, it's a park right on Lake Union. It's got a beautiful view of downtown, and it's actually the former site of a coal gasification plant. It was decommissioned in 1956. It became a park in 1975, and it now serves as like a highly Instagrammable location in Seattle or a great place to park your kayak for a bit and have a picnic if you're paddling out there on the lake. Now, one thing that I found very interesting, though, as I dove further into this topic was the type of people Wikipedia describes as being very attracted to industrial tourism. Now, I'm going to read off a few of these verbatim. So the first thing it says is industrial tourists tend to be well-traveled tourists already saturated by the classic attractions like museums and churches or second-time visitors who shift from pleasure travel to more in-depth experiences and education. Okay, that makes sense. Another group it talks about being interested in this is the younger generation for which due to new technologies and globalization the domain of manufacturing like in the old traditional sense is practically historic i found that a little funny then third and finally they talk about active elderly or retired workers and professionals driven by nostalgia and professional curiosity. So from what I'm hearing, industrial tourism kind of covers the gamut, whether you're just interested in brewery tours or whether you're in the industry and you're interested in seeing what's going on in different parts of the country and different parts of the world. But I'm going to give you three quick examples of where I've done some industrial tourism over my recent trips. So the first place that comes to mind is a spot that I actually visited last year in 2021 when I was taking a roller coaster road trip across Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, and that place is Bethlehem Steel. Now, this is in the Lehigh Valley in central Pennsylvania, where, as we all know, the steel industry used to be king. This plant closed in 1995, and now it's called Steel Stacks, which is a converted entertainment venue. It's actually the largest brownfield conversion like this in the U.S., where you can go on tours, attend countless festivals, and even go see a movie, for example. Now, depending on where you are in the U.S., if you're in the U.S., this made me think of another spot. Now, I haven't been here before, but the Sloss Iron Furnaces down in Birmingham, Alabama, are actually very similar to this, at least from my understanding. You can go there, take guided tours tours or more in line with my regular interests they host a post-hardcore and emo music festival there every september called furnace fest so both of these examples certainly fall into the let's say straight up industrial tourism bucket but let me tell you about some of my latest adventures with industrial tourism while i was in europe the first one that comes to mind is probably the most major example over there is a place called copen hill now this is in copenhagen that was the first spot i went to had a lovely time visiting cafes biking around eating hot dogs lots of tasting menus some of my favorite craft breweries are there went to tivoli gardens you don't want to hear about my trip. This isn't some slideshow. Let's talk about Copen Hill. We're here to talk about industrial tourism. Anyway, regardless of where you are in Copenhagen, there's a good chance you can see Copen Hill. 
This is a power plant located on an industrial waterfront that is capable of converting 440,000 tons of waste into clean energy annually. Now, what this translates to is it provides 80% of Copenhagen's heat in the winter, but it also doubles as a year-round ski slope. Now, I've never actually done one of these. I didn't go on the ski slope itself, but if you can envision this giant factory with a sloped hill that traverses on itself on the way down, you can actually get a nice snowboarding or ski run in on this place. It's very fascinating. There's going to be a link to it if you go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash industrial tourism. But I think it's just a perfect example, a perfect combination of industrialization, sustainability, and recreation all put into one. I mean, seriously, like a trash incineration facility that provides heat for a city that is also a great place to go on an adventure, a downhill adventure, we'll say. Anyway, so Copenhill was probably the big one I came across in Europe, but there's another example that I wish I'd gotten to spend more time in. My third and final example of industrial tourism from my recent trip to Europe is a place I wish I'd gotten to spend more time, quite frankly, Katowice, Poland. Now, I always thought of Katowice as an industrial city. First of all, my longtime employer, Rockwell Automation, has a big manufacturing presence there. But it was also a big manufacturing hub from the time of the Industrial Revolution until communist rule that ran from 1945 through 1989. Currently, though, Katowice is on the rise, to say the least. It's a fascinating town. It's got a juxtaposition of both brutalist Soviet structures coupled with restored pre-war buildings and Art Nouveau accents throughout its historic yet modernized city center. I made all that up. I wrote that out. It took a while. But anyway, moving on. As Katowice continues to grow, they are repurposing some of their industrial heritage. For example, the Silesian Art Museum, I think I'm saying that right, named after the region, recently moved their collection of art to the former Katowice coal mine. The mineshaft tower itself is still visible, but the museum itself is underground in an ultra-modern, well-lit gallery designed to bring in plenty of natural light from above. So, whether you're going to an art museum in an old mineshaft, whether you're visiting an old steel furnace, whether you're snowboarding down a factory in Copenhagen, that last one certainly has the best ring to it. All of these are great examples of industrial tourism, and I hope you find a way to incorporate it into one of your next trips. So I don't know if this episode was helpful or not. I thought it was a good way to repurpose this whole summer vacation idea rather than completely skipping a week. But nevertheless, that's it for this week here on Manufacturing Happy Hour. If you want to learn more, again, you can go to manufacturinghappyhour.com slash industrial tourism. Then finally, my only call to action this week is if you've been enjoying the podcast, I highly recommend you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you already are not subscribed manufacturinghappyhour.com slash YouTube will take you straight there. I'm going to be releasing two videos there a week for the foreseeable future, very likely at least for the rest of the year. So we'd love to have you subscribed on YouTube as well. And with that, thanks for tuning in. Stay innovative, stay thirsty. We'll catch you back here with our regularly scheduled programming next week. Cheers. For listening to Manufacturing Happy Hour, powered by the Industrial Network.